Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Mind Valley podcast. I am so excited to be with you guys today because I'm recording this from Santa Monica, and I'm sitting here with a really special woman. Sarah Proud. Sarah, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for and having me. Thank you so much for flying in from Vegas just for this podcast episode. So Sarah's the co-founder of the Manifesting Academy, the co-founder of a company called Soul Space Media, which publishes personal growth programs. And her book is coming out in April 2019. So you have an interesting backstory. Tell us about how you stumbled upon these ideas. I was married 10 years ago for 10 years. And I was physically assaulted 40 times during that. By your husband? By my husband. By ex-husband. By right. ex-husband. So during my 10-year marriage, I was so lonely. I felt so isolated. And one New Year's Eve, my first husband went to bed in a bad mood because I chose a movie he didn't like. And I thought, oh gosh, here we go again. You know, the cycle of abuse is going to happen. I'm going to end up with bruises. And so I just decided to get my iPod and sit in the backyard. And I looked up at the stars and I felt so alone and so isolated. And I pleaded with the universe to take away the loneliness and the pain. And I knew that I had to surrender my intentions over to a higher power. And that's when I started investigating social media and how I could make money online and how I could connect with people. And sure enough, I um, had an affair, which I'm not proud of. And that was the catalyst for me to leave the marriage and seek my freedom. So I left with nothing. I had no money. I didn't have any way of really taking care of myself other than a welfare check with two children and two suitcases. And there were some days I didn't even know how I was going to feed my children. So it was really scary. And I'd always believed in manifestation and connecting to the universe. And I thought, okay, okay so how can I use this to provide an income for myself? How can I use this to provide some money? And what I didn't realize is that I would meet the love of my life on Twitter. <laughs> From the other side of the planet, here I was, this single mother living on welfare, not able to feed my kids. And all of a sudden, I met this guy from the other side of the planet. Wait, now, by the way, Sean, who is Sarah's husband, is here in the room. Sean, how are you <laughs> picking up women on Twitter? <laughs> we were both revolving around similar industries. I was working with a thought leader in the law of attraction at the time. And I got on Twitter and I saw this lady and we, I looked at her and I thought, wow, she's kind of cute. But we became friends. I wasn't looking for a date or looking for a relationship. And we were friends for about a year. And it was about a year later that we started to fall in love with each other online before we even had our first chat verbally. I had two children that I couldn't feed. And because Sean couldn't get a job, I had to split my welfare check just that little bit further. So mm. things became really difficult and we had to get creative. So we yeah. started working with the universe. And you guys went through a meteoric rise. I mean, what you guys have been able to achieve as a power couple. For those of you who don't know, these guys have built their own publishing company. And Sarah's about to become a uh, published author by one of the biggest publishing houses in the world. Sean has become such a master building an online business that he sometimes advises me. And so I'm pretty impressed by how far you guys have come. And it's testament to what you're talking about, Sarah. Look, I wouldn't bring you guys onto this podcast if you were just talking about manifesting. I like to see people who have crawled out of a freaking hole and built up their life 
in a beautiful way. And you guys have certainly done that. It's been so exciting. I mean, in the first number of years was us really trying to figure out how this online business stuff works. But when we launched Soul Space Media in three years, we went from 2000 fans to over a half million fans from zero customers to over 75,000 customers and over four and a half thousand students in our manifesting academy. It's amazing, right? For those of you listening, I'm always skeptical of people who claim that they can teach manifesting. You know, there is a lot of like kindergarten personal growth out there, but why I really wanted to bring Sarah and Sean on the show is um, because they've done it. They've come out of a really miserable, lousy situation and they've had this meteoric rise. And so whatever you're talking about, Sarah, you have applied it in your life. And so you're walking the talk and that's what matters to me when I bring a guest onto the show. Thank you. That means so much coming from you, Vision. So Sarah, let's start with the first question. Sure. What is manifesting? And what would you say to people who believe that this is bunk? So manifesting is the awareness, the conscious awareness that we get to create our own reality based on our thoughts and our feelings. And so there are so many instances that happen naturally in either science or nature where we can see that every action has a reaction. And this is essentially manifesting because we live in this beautiful, vast universe where everything is based on intention and feedback. So you set an intention and then it comes back to you. You think a thought and then it is executed in a specific way. And this is essentially the core essence of manifestation. But surely it's not as simple as that, right? I mean, you don't just think a thought and that which you want comes to you. Well, the beauty of manifestation is that it is simple and effortless. And that most people, especially in the personal development industry, overcomplicate it. And they believe that it is Something that it's not, I like to call it junk food spirituality, where you see people saying, let me manifest a million dollars and I'll think about it or I'll create a vision board and it will happen. Now, I'm not saying those things don't happen, but there are so many key mechanisms that need to be adhered to in order to manifest correctly. Okay, so let's pause for a second now for people who are skeptical, and I don't blame you because there's been a lot of like junk food personal growth that has emerged. Mm -hmm. I mean, the movie The Secret, I believe I read that it sold more DVDs than any other movie in history. Yes. Yet it was fairly incomplete. It was the idea that our thoughts create our reality, which was an introductory idea. A lot of people accepted that, but Mm -hmm. surely there's more to it. There's taking action, there is confidence, there's self-belief, and there's this idea that thoughts become things, right? And I believe that's bullshit. And you know why I believe that's bullshit. You have a better way of explaining it. Could you? Yes, feelings become things. So it's not your thoughts, it's your feelings. Yes. Tell us what you mean by that. What I mean by that is that sentient beings, we are feeling all the time different things about different stimuli coming into our lives, different people, places and experiences. And the way we feel about those things is what drives the manifestation, what drives our intention, what ultimately creates our own reality. It's heart-based, it's not mind-based. The real truth is that everything is energy. And that if you put anything under a powerful enough microscope, if you zoom out, you will see that everything is movement. Everything is constantly oscillating at a specific frequency or vibration. So we live in this ocean of motion, as I like to call it. And that those things kind of clump together with like things. And that is how form and matter is created. So when it comes to manifesting, though, It is such a mental process for so many people, and that's where they start to trip themselves up, that it needs to be brought back to emotions and feelings and ownership of what they are in the process of creating. So manifesting then is what? Manifesting is the purpose 
of existence. The purpose of existence. And that's a quote by a New Thought author called Ursula Gesterfeld. And manifesting is the purpose of existence because we have to manifest in order to provide for ourselves a roof over our heads, a bed to sleep in, food to eat. We are always constantly creating and manifesting. Even blinking our eyelids is a manifestation. And that is the pivotal point of access to the present moment. Let's talk about people who want to attain a certain goal or overcome a difficulty in their life. Mm -hmm. What is that thought process that they need to go through to maximize the odds of that happening? I would say that they need to get out of their heads and into their hearts. That's my specific take on that. And that every emotion that we feel is an opportunity to guide our energy in a specific direction. Now, you said there are three keys. Would you go through them with us? Sure. So the first one is taking ownership and responsibility of how you feel no matter how you feel. So accepting whatever shows up, whether you're feeling crappy or depressed or angry, it's all part of embracing the holistic nature of life. We can't reject those parts of ourselves because it creates resistance. So I believe that, especially in the personal development industry, that there's so much focus on being positive all the time. And it's a false belief because you can't be positive all the time. There are going to be times in your life where you are negative, where you are having doubt, fear, and anxiety. And that's perfectly natural and perfectly normal. What people usually tend to do is that they reject these parts of themselves and it creates energetic resistance. And that keeps the intention from manifesting and flowing into their reality. So instead of looking at things as positive and negative, I like to look at them as either resistance or being in a state of flow. And that's helped me tremendously and all of my students around the world to really navigate their emotions and guide their energy so that they can feel like they're on the right track. They can ground themselves in the present moment and they have power. Essentially, so many people out there feel lonely or isolated and powerless. So what is resistance and what is flow? What does that look like? Resistance is when you are rigidly holding on to the perception, the flawed perception that you have any control over your life whatsoever, because ultimately higher force, a higher power, whether you call it the universe or God, is the programmer behind the scenes orchestrating what unfolds in your life. And that when we work with that power, and I won't skip to number three yet, that's the third key, that is ultimately what is controlling what happens in our lives, what manifests. And so many people are under the illusion that they have you know, control over the timing of things or what shows up. And then that creates conflict. So that's the resistance piece. That's the believing that they have control, that they have a way of making sure that things appear in a specific time. And then flow is when you're in a surrendered state, when you are meditating, when you're in a joyful state, when you're happy, when you are engaging in activities that are creative. And so that's the positive state that people can be in if they choose to be. But again, it's about the choice. So key number one is emotional responsibility and making sure that they can guide themselves. So key number one then is to be aware of our emotions. Yes. And to be consistently in a state of of flow. It's more of an awareness that we are constantly in a state of either remembering or forgetting. And a very dear friend of mine shared this with me. Her name is Dallas. And she said that you can't be remembering all the time. You're in a state of forgetting. And that makes the remembering piece so much sweeter. And we see this happen time and time again in relationships when we are without our spouse and we don't 
appreciate them or we take them for granted. We're in a space of forgetting. And then you remember, you remember the reasons why you fell in love with somebody. And it's the remembering that is that flow state. And it's the forgetting, which is the resistance. But both are overridden by the awareness. The so what you're talking awareness. about then is really gratitude, yes. isn't it? Essentially, yes. But it's more than gratitude. It's more multi-layered. It's immersion in the present moment and that we have a choice. Okay, so that's key number one. Yes. What would be key number two? Key number two is my absolute favorite because this is the one that consistently challenges so many people everywhere. And there's nobody that's exempt from experiencing this. And that is the miracle of uncertainty. We're trained that we must have certainty in our lives. You know, we must know how we're going to pay the rent. We must know that the love of our life is going to show up whenever we want them to. However, there is miracle in the uncertainty and it's getting comfortable with that uncertainty, which is where the magic happens. And this is where the universe really shows up and facilitates our deep spiritual awakening a lot of the time. So tell me more about uncertainty. Okay. So what you're saying essentially is we have an intention for yes. that which we want in our life. Yes. We maintain a positive state of being in flow, which means joy, which means mm -hmm. being grateful. But how does uncertainty come in there? getting comfortable with it. It's super scary. So it really is embracing key number one, which is the emotional responsibility. Many people experience this. They get pregnant and they don't know for a while whether when they show up for their first ultrasound appointment, whether there's going to be a healthy heartbeat or not. So there's that period of uncertainty and you have to learn what to do during that time period. And that's where the magic happens because you're just okay. You're being, you have no choice but to be present with it or somebody that may have had a biopsy and they're waiting for results to tell them whether they have cancer or not, or whether they're waiting to find out whether they've had their mortgage approved, whatever it is. The universe is consistently showing us how to get comfortable with uncertainty. We're presented with this beautiful invitation on such a consistent basis and we reject it. We go into drama mode and it's like, oh my God, everything is bad. Everything in my entire life is bad or it's not working out. When really you peel it back to the present moment, emotional responsibility, and you can make some magic happen. And I've seen this time and time again in my own life. And what I like to teach my students is a process called active faith. And that's leaping without knowing that the net will catch you. So I arranged a garage sale in Australia before I moved to America without having my visa approved. I planned an international wedding without having the money to do so. I mean, there's so many times that I've tried this and it's worked. Now, I'm not saying to be absolutely stupid with it and to like sell all your possessions and buy a you know lottery ticket, <laughs> but I'm saying that there are certain ways that you can navigate the now. This is the key point. Navigating the now is how to get comfortable with uncertainty. Does this mean that you operate based on a faith that good things are going to happen? No you operate under the assumption that you're okay no matter what shows up. And that's the key distinction. Got it, got it. I see what you mean. So it doesn't mean buying a ticket to Australia, not knowing if your visa is going to come through, True. right? It yes. means knowing that even if you bought the ticket and your visa did not come true and you wouldn't be able to get on that plane, yeah. you're going to be okay. Yes. Or to put this in another way, let's say you have a goal for a company. Mm -hmm. You start working towards this business. Mm -hmm. You know that even if you fail, you're going to be okay. Yes. It's not just a positive orientation towards your goal. Yes. It's a positive orientation towards not getting your goal. Yes. And it's diffusing the energy of resistance. So you have 
the resistance or you have the flow. And then in the middle ground is being okay no matter what. So as an example, I, in between 2013, 2014, I suffered five recurrent miscarriages and I've been pregnant a lot of times. And one of the final times that I was able to get pregnant, I was in a hospital room, not knowing whether the pregnancy would be sustainable or not. And I decided to pull out my iPhone and a notes app. And I wrote in a letter to my baby saying, I'm okay whether you show up or not, whether you're here or not. And you are safe and you are loved. And I'm okay no matter whether you choose to stay or whether you choose to leave. And it was in that moment that I realized that navigating that uncertainty and being okay no matter what showed up would help me the most because I diffused the resistance and I allowed the flow of infinite possibilities to manifest. It's a really powerful concept of diffusing the resistance. I like that. I really like that point number two. Yeah. And so I got into the ultrasound room and I saw a little heartbeat. And this was the first time that I had ever been able to fully understand. It was really the peeling back the layers of uncertainty to get comfortable with what is, to release the resistance. And then that allows miracles to unfold. Amazing. So let's recap. The power of intention, the power of manifesting, the first rule again is? To own your energy and your emotions to become aware of how you're feeling and be okay no matter what shows up. So if you're feeling depressed, allow it to just be. Don't make yourself wrong for it. And when you do that, then you allow the resistance to just kind of dissipate and you can engage in... So it's not about forcing yourself to be joyful or blissful or happy all the time. It's rather being aware of what you're feeling and accepting it. Yes. And as you do that and you give it love... If you give anything love, it will diffuse the resistance and then it can transmute and transform and create something more powerful. Amazing. And then the second principle is to be okay with uncertainty. To get comfortable with uncertainty and be okay no matter what shows up. And now let's go on to the third principle. Sure. This is my favorite one. (laughs) It is the concept of reverence and connection to the universe, higher power, the energy that governs all it is. And this is a super powerful force that we must connect to, whether it's through meditation or joy or whatever it is that you love, to trust that you are taken care of and that you are infinitely loved. Because we're all in this together. I know a lot of people out there experience loneliness. And when we connect to that power of the universe, as the universe working through us, that we are part of that power and we're all connected, then we don't feel so alone. What do you mean by reverence? So a deep appreciation and gratitude for the creative force behind everything, and meaning that nothing in the world isn't created by God or the universe or that superpower. Including that which might be wrong or bad. Absolutely. And I'm glad you're talking about that because that is another key point as well. That's where judgment comes in. And that when we judge something, we actually become the energy of the thing we judge which is a really interesting topic to discuss. If I try to put everything together, right, yes. based on what you say, yes. it's starting to paint an interesting picture. So I've been reading a book by Michael Singer called The Surrender Experiment. Mm-hmm. I actually read the book about a year ago, and I've been raving about the book. Michael Singer also wrote The Untethered Soul, which was a New York Times number one bestseller. But it's his second book, The Surrender Experiment, that really excited me. Michael Singer built a billion-dollar software company true surrender. Mm -hmm. And when I hear what you're saying, see, Singer describes it in one word, surrender, but he doesn't really in the book paint 
a step-by-step picture to surrender, but you just did, which is what I find interesting. Okay. So Michael Singer says that to manifest that Mm -hmm. which you want, you need to surrender. Yes. Right? But he's not very specifically clear on how, but you just explained how, which is what I really appreciate about your teaching. So play with me here and let me know if I'm articulating what you said correctly. The first step is accept all emotions, whether it's joy or sadness, just be okay with your emotions. Mm -hmm. Number two, be okay with uncertainty. Know that you are going to be okay. If that business you really want fails, you're still going to be okay. Mm -hmm. If that love you really want doesn't happen, you're still going to be okay. That's the second aspect. And the third? The third is reverence. Reverence, which means that even when something that you do not like happens or something bad, Mm -hmm. know that there is a beauty in it. Could you explain that better? That everything happens in divine time. Everything happens in divine timing. So that's fascinating because you just laid out that blueprint for surrender. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can also be proven scientifically as well through brainwaves. When you're in the alpha state, you would drop down into that state of surrender. When you meditate, your brainwaves are altered and you surrender. There's so many ways that you can do it, but yet... There's specific modalities within the personal development industry that give you misleading information. And I'm so passionate to peel back those layers and to tell people to, A, not take themselves so seriously because we need to laugh more. We need to feel more connected and we need to be okay no matter what shows up because it all serves a divine purpose, the good and the bad. One of my most favorite phrases is show me where God is not because, you know, you can find God in the most disturbing places. The lotus grows out of the mud. You know, there's so many beautiful ways that we can learn from the shadow side of humanity and work with it and not resist it because when we resist it, we create more. I see. I see. And so really, if we were to put these into a simple three-step statement, Mm -hmm. it would be accept all your feelings, Mm -hmm. know that you are safe, know that everything happens in divine timing. Mm -hmm. I like that. Thank you, Sarah. That was amazing. And thank you, Sean, for joining us on the show. For people who want to discover more about you and are too antsy to wait till April 2019 for the new book, (laughs) check out sarahprout.com. And Sarah, thank you for being an inspiration. I know there are a lot of women out there who have gone through really, really, really tough times. People who have been abused, people who have been victims of domestic violence. And I'm so proud of what you've been able to pull off and how you've been able to rebuild your life in such a spectacular way and serve as a role model for so many of these women. And for those of you who might be going through tough times, know that Sarah's example serves to remind us that anything is possible when you get your heart and your mind in the right place. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much, Vishen. Any closing words for the audience? Yes, make sure that you give yourself full permission to feel whatever it is that you're feeling and trust that the universe is always looking after you. Thank you. Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought 
beyond your dreams. When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.